0: Uh, we're in Galatians 2.20. It's a blessing to preach tonight. I am excited to be preaching tonight. I'm so excited what the Lord is doing in my life and in ours, in Madison and I's life. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what the Lord can do with a nobody that is willing to do anything for someone, uh, that is willing to do anything, anything for a God that is able to do everything. So it's it's amazing to to know that that I'm, I'm a nobody, but God God can do everything, and He He can and He wants to through us and through me, and I'm just just so thankful for being able to be in the Lord's work. Uh, the reason I'm so excited today is because um, I just know what I'm going to speak tonight is what the Lord has has brought to me. The Lord the Lord gave me this message, and I just am so excited to preach it to you because. It's what the Lord told me to preach, so it's, it just makes me excited. Uh, so I was just yesterday while I was I was preparing for my message, I was just having a great time. I mean, I, I have never had such a great time preparing a message before. I was just like, I was shouting, I was I was saying amen. I was say, like, this is amazing, Lord. I'm just like writing as fast as I can and like my finger's getting cramped up and everything and I'm just so excited. And then for some reason, this happens every time I study and multiple times while I'm studying, I will be writing down uh, this awesome thought. And right in the middle of my thought, I have this word that I just, that is in my mind, but I can't write it down. And it's just stuck. And it's stuck. And I'm like, I don't want to lose this thought. This thought is amazing. So I ended up going to, going up to my bedroom, Madison, and uh, talking to Madison at like one o'clock in the morning and saying, what is this word that I want? And she's like, wakes up in the middle of her dead sleep. And she's like, it's this word. I'm like, Thanks. It just made me feel great that in my in my focusness I couldn't think of this word, but in your sleepy drowsiness you were able to think of this word. So uh, it's just it's just crazy. But I, it, Lord still was able to use that. So I just want to share my heart and put it all out there for you. Please pray for me this weekend as I uh, will be going back to Chamberlain to Calvary Baptist uh, Church and to be preaching for them again. Just just pray for me to, that I would be, uh, as I prepare the message for Sunday school and Sunday morning, uh, thankfully they're going to be having a song leader there this time, and I'm just going to be speaking and not song leading. That was uh, uh, Madison said, hey, I can teach you how to wave your hand, and I was just like, no, I, I can't. Like, I, I have a hard enough time bringing out the words in the right note that's on there. I can't do, be doing this while I'm up there on time, too. So, thankfully, someone's going to be up there. I had fun doing it. Uh, Maybe the people didn't think I was doing a great job, but I had fun doing it. Um, Chamberlain is an hour ahead of us. Uh, So, when you guys are heading to Sunday school, I will be preaching Sunday school. And when you guys start Sunday school, I'll be starting the morning service. So, if you could just pray for me during those times and just keep me in your thoughts, I would appreciate that. So you're in your Bibles uh, to Galatians 2:20. Let's let's read that. I am crucified with Christ; nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me and gave Himself for me. Let's let's pray this morning or this this evening. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to preach, and I thank you for giving me the words to preach it, Lord. I know I can't do it. It's not because of me. It's only because of you and because of how great you are, Lord. And I pray that you would just use this and speak to hearts tonight. Um, Lord, I want to preach, and I just pray that you would just uh, just continue to give me the words tonight. And I pray that you keep us safe as we travel home. Thank you for, thank you for the moisture, and in uh, Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Isn't this a wonderful verse? It's a great verse. But Christ lives in me. If you're born again a believer, tonight you can say, Christ lives in me. Amen? Isn't that an amazing? Yes. amazing thing to think about and to, and to just uh, be a part of? To, tonight, just, just embellishing that and to, to think about that Christ himself lives in me. Brother Chad, I, it's such a blessing to know that you Christ lives in you now, and praise the Lord for that. you got saved on Sunday um, what a what a blessing to see souls saved. Uh, and I, I want to start off by saying this: uh, the verse talks about how he you can be crucified with Christ, and I live in the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He gave us. He died on the cross for us, and I'm not, I'm not naive, to think, naive, naive enough to think that maybe everyone in here is saved tonight. I mean, just a couple months ago, I believe there was probably about five or six of us in here that weren't saved. And I know a lot of them were in the teens class, but there was all those kids that were coming on faithfully on Wednesday nights. They were not saved. So if you're not saved tonight, you need to get that right. You need to you need to get that changed in your life and to make that step uh, before anything. And that that needs to be done first. <clears throat> Nevertheless, I live. This is, this is what I want to be talking about. Nevertheless I live, not yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Yet not I, but Christ. Not I, but Christ. I'm going to be uh, to preach a message tonight entitled "Not I but Christ I love my pastor and I can say and I can't say it enough I love him and what a great and humble man of God and what a blessing it is to have him leading and shepherding over us in this church and uh, I think it's it's a blessing to be able to know that he's able to spend some time and invest into his family this week uh, God knew when he placed me here in Liberty Baptist Tabernacle, above anywhere else in the world, I would grow best in in Christ here. I would grow best here for Christ, and God knew that, and that's why he placed me here. Christ uh, knew me per, uh, with my personality, the choices that I've made, the the th- things that I've been through in my w- life, my willingness, my wife, my friends, my pastor, my... Th- our pastor in my job—he knew all of these things, and that I would be best used of God here. Praise God, praise the Lord that He was He was able that I was able to be tender enough to listen to that um, to be here, because it's been such a blessing to me uh, to be a part of this church. Pat- pastor had a great message Sunday night, right? Am I right? It was it was a blessed message, and if you can't remember it, let me just sum it up in a little bit uh his testi- he he shared his testimony and 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 what spoke to me was that he was talking about how he was called to pastor liberty and for 17 years he waited and then all of a sudden in 4 months he became pastor he waited 17 years he was called to be to preach he was called to be the pastor of this church and he waited 17 years and then all of a sudden, four months, he became pastor. He said, If you're not surrender, if you surrender your life to God, you better hold on. You better get ready because God's gonna use you. Because if you're fully surrendered to him, he will use you if you are surrendered to him, and if you continue to surrender to him. Madison, as as he said this, Madison looked over at me with these crazy eyes, and I knew exactly what she was thinking as soon as pastor said this, to, to hold on. Uh, and isn't that just amazing uh, in marriage how you can just look over at your spouse and just the expressions of her face, you can just tell exactly what she's saying. Like, oh boy, it's like either oh boy or ah uh, or whatever. It's just, it's amazing to, to see like what, what that can do in, in marriage and how you can be together and see each other in that. And it's just a blessing. But she was thinking about this, the testimony night from camp, and after Madison and I told the whole church that we were surrendered and we fully, completely were surrendered. I was surrendered to the Lord, and Madison was surrendered to whatever the Lord had for me. Uh, Mister Long came up to us afterwards and he told me, "Hold on, Breck, hold on, because there's no telling what the Lord may use you in and how soon it may be in both of in both of you as you are surrendered." to hold on. And pastor said, hold on. And Miles was like, this has been told to us before. Like, <laughs> and, and we're, this is what we're doing. We're holding on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding on for dear life this week because the Lord just is throwing at me all sorts of curveballs and I'm just, I'm excited to be here. And, and I pray that I'll still have that excitement as I, as I preach in Chamberlain. And on on top, as I preached tonight, I was I was told on Thursday night last week that I was supposed to preach, or that Pastor asked me if I would preach on Wednesday, and then Monday Pastor Hines called me and said, "Hey, can you pass uh, preach Sunday school and Sunday uh, Sunday morning?" And I was like, I haven't even studied for Wednesday night yet. Like, <laughs> and this is just like, I, I I wanted to say no, because you know what, I I, I don't only have preaching tonight, preaching on Wednesday night, or uh, in Chamberlain um, again, but I also have a pretty important house project that I, I have scheduled this week, and I had it scheduled for about three weeks now. And a couple a days ago, a couple days ago, when Pastor Hines, before Pastor Hines called me, Lord was speaking to me about surrendering another area of my life in ministry as well. And it's just like, and I, I gave the Lord that, and I surrendered to that. And Lord just is just doing so many things in my life right now. It's just amazing. And since since July, I've been waiting, keep keeping busy in God's work, but waiting because I said, Lord. Take me and use me with what I will. Well, for the first day I said that, man, I was just like, at work, I was just like, what, what is the Lord, Lord going to do to me? Like, what What am I going to do? Like, I got to do it right now. Let's let's go. Like, I, I got the zeal, and I'm ready to go. And then I was just like, at the end of the day, I was just so, had so much anxiety, and I was just like, what in the world, Breck? Wait. <laughs> How many times does God say in this Bible to wait? So I, I waited, and I, and I just... Said, Lord, just keep using me in the ways that I'm I'm being used right now in church. So, I, I waited, but just la- in the last two weeks, I've been holding on for dear life, and praise the Lord for that. God's been doing a lot of things through me, in me, and with me, through me, in me, in me most uh, especially, and with me, and it's it's all been happening pretty suddenly. But all, but all in. I've been focused on is just taking the next right step. Uh, I've been a member of this church for three and a half years now. It's in, in that short time, I've, been, I've seen a lot of people and members flow through this church uh, since I've been here. And I thought, there's probably a chance that a lot of people in here probably don't know where I come from or do know, know me where I, very well and what makes me the way I am. Uh, if, you, if you know me, you know that there's nothing special about, there, about me. There's, there's nothing really special about me. Um, <clears throat> if, you are, if you haven't already noticed, I'm all new to this ministry thing. I'm all new to this. I mean, I, I surrendered to the Lord in, in July and just completely surrendered to Him. Yes, I was helping out in van ministry and other ministries. Um, I preached a couple times. Um, and I was, I was doing the boys' Sunday school for a little while. But I, I'm pretty new to this ministry thing just in the last year or so. I'm just learning as I go. I didn't go to college. I didn't really apply myself in ministry until just a couple of years ago. I didn't know the Bible as much as I should, as I should have. But I'm from Aberdeen. And the land of the flat flat, and the home of the plains, the Great Plains, because it's greatly plain. And uh, that's, that's Aberdeen for you because it is, it's flat, and there's not much there. <laughs> but it's a great city, great people in it, and I, I love my church there. Uh, in high school, I was just above an average student. I was the valedictorian of my class with one other student in my class so that tells you a little bit about uh, that that could either say a lot about me or not a lot about the other guy that's in my class so uh, we'll leave that up to your guys' imagination um, but in high school I was just an av- above average student but there was certain classes I really struggled in that's for sure some of the some of which were literature reading Reading comprehension, reading speed test. Oh, I got to tell you about this. So the only time I, I got a... I, you guys might think this is crazy, but I got a zero. I got a zero percent in a, in a test once. And, and it was because I, it was a reading test, and I hated reading, and it had ten questions on the back, multiple choice. And my teacher... Bless her heart. It was my sister, um, and she she decided to have recess right after reading test. And I hated reading test. I hated it. I, I what what would happen is everyone would get done reading and getting the test done before me, and five minutes or ten minutes later, I would be able to get finally get go on recess, and then like two minutes later we would have to go back to class. So it's like. I I was so slow, I, I just couldn't read that fast, and I couldn't comprehend it to w- answer the questions quick, so guess what I did? I guessed. I guessed on every one of the answers. I flipped the page over, and I was like, I'm, just, I'm going to recess right now. Like, this is what I want to do, and I want to go to recess. So I did it, and I was like, you, this is multiple choice. You gotta, I got to get one of them right. I got none of them right. <laughs> that taught me what to do and not, not to do, so I never did that again. So that tells you a little bit about my reading skills. Uh, I wasn't great, really the greatest at speech class, Bible, even Bible class, book reports, or research papers. <sighs> Some of the reasons I struggled with these classes wasn't, was not I didn't like reading. I didn't really just I didn't enjoy it. I comprehended it slow, so obviously, like I'm reading slow, I comprehend it slow. Books aren't that fascinating to me, and I procrastinated, and I still do. Uh, Just telling you how, like, how I got three and a half hours of sleep last night, but I'm still here and I'm excited to preach tonight. Um, (laughs) And I, I procrastinated and I research papers. There was one time I had a research paper, I did an all nighter, and I. Woke up at school the next morning, I handed that thing in and I about fell asleep the rest of the day. Um, I can't uh, there's a number of reasons why I had problems with those classes, but listen closely here because it's just about it's just, there's a number of reasons why I had problems with those classes. Because it was because I I I can't overlook the fact that each class I struggle with are the things that are vital to use in the preparation of sermons and to preach. And I'm going to say that again. I can't overlook the fact that each class that I struggle with in high school was a way that I, is something necessary for you to use to prepare sermons and, and to preach. Now, just think about it. That just doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. I'm up here preaching before you guys today, but I wasn't really great at all those things in high school. That flat out doesn't make sense. Why would I be pursuing something that I am obviously not that good at? That's a good question. To be successful in the the secular world, you should pursue something that you're good at, right? You're talented in. You should pursue in that thing. Or you might say, well, God would best use me in this way because I'm gifted in this area. God would best use me in this area because I am a great organizer. And uh, ladies, there's probably a lot about you, a lot of organized ladies in here, and I'm going to be used because I'm good at organizing or because I'm a good leader and I, I'm going to lead this project and I'm going to be a part of this and because I know I'm good at it. Well, I'm not going to... Go sign up to help in. Uh, I'm not going to go sign up and to help in Sunday school ministry because I'm not good at that. That I'm not good at that, or and that there's some, probably someone else more capable than me to do that Sunday school class. So I'm not going to sign up for that. Oh, well, that's that's wrong. That's not that's an incorrect way of thinking. I'm not preaching up here today because that was what I wished to do in high school. I'm up here because I'm naturally gifted. I'm not up here because I'm naturally gifted or because I went to seminary or anything like that. That's not why I'm up here today. That's that's because I'm talented. I'm not. I'm not talented, obviously. Preaching was the last thing I thought God would have me to do in serving the Lord in my local church. That's what I planned to do. That's what I Thought the Lord was going to have me do is I was going to work a a regular job and I was just going to provide for my family, give to the church, use, uh, be a layman in the church, and that was and be a father and be a good father and all those things. Well, I can't be a good father unless I don't follow God's will for my life. And He was telling me to do this. But anyways, um, God told me that my plan was to 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 do that. Preaching was the last thing I thought I would do. I, was, I wasn't I was chomping at the bit when pastor asked me, or it, I wasn't chomping at the bit to go preach at a church that I've never been to, that I've never met those people before. I, that's not something I was just like, oh, yeah, Lord, just please give me that thing, that church, so I can go preach to a bunch of people I don't know or, or I've never met before. No, on the, on the contrary, when pastor asked me and when pastor texted me this thing, I, I had to read it a couple of times. He asked me to pulpit supply in in a church in Chamberlain across the state and to to fill in for a pastor. And I was like, are you crazy? Like, I am, I am a 22-year-old. Uh, how do you trust, how are you gonna trust me? Uh, I, I've preached three times in our local church. I've done a couple Sunday schools, but yeah, I've, I've, I, I, I it's amazing to me how the Lord uh the Lord used that but I I told pastor later I was like I I thought you were crazy because I didn't I didn't uh, I don't understand how you could trust me to do that but thank goodness he did because the Lord used it in my life greatly but when he asked me to do that I just about felt like I was going to throw up like seriously I was like this is the thing was, is I was smiling. I saw it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And Madison's like, what in the world are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you? Are you having some sort of seizure or something like that? I was like, no, no, pastor just asked me to do this for a church. And, I'm like, and she was like, well? And I was like, I don't know. But I just knew in my heart I needed to do that. And I, I, did, I was too scared to say it out loud. But I was just about to throw up, like, this is like something, it was crazy, I'm not preaching up here today because it was my dream in high school. It wasn't, like I said before, it wasn't my dream in high school, but I think God could use me. But I didn't think God could use me because of these three things. First of all, because I wasn't fully surrendered to him. I wasn't fully surrendered to him, so that wasn't, that obviously God couldn't use me in that until I was fully surrendered. Secondly, because I have never done it. I didn't. I didn't think I was talented or qualified to do it, but to be honest, how how can you know you're talented in a, a thing unless you've tried it? You need to, you need to try it first before you before you know it you like it or not. Like parents will give their kids food and and they say no no I don't want to eat that I don't want to eat that it's a, it's a some sort of uh, Thailand food I, it's so weird like there's 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 weird uh, roots in it and stuff um, but. And the kid, the mom says, "You don't know until you try it. You don't know until you try it." And then usually the kid pukes after he eats it, anyways. But <laughs> but he now he knows he doesn't like it. He doesn't like that thing. So you don't know until you try it. I didn't try it, yet. and so I didn't think he could use me, even though he hasn't. I hadn't tried it. But also, lastly, because I was slow of speech. Um. <laughs> I gotta say this story, but uh, teenagers know what I'm talking about. I I shared this with them, but I got pulled over. Not pulled over. I got was in a state park and I didn't have a license. So a ranger uh, pulled me over and he was like, "You don't have a license." I was like, oh, "Okay, that's not that's all right." And he said, "I'll I'll I'll go get one." And he said, "Yeah, that's fine. Just." I'll have you have to have you pay for a day pass right now and then you can go get a year pass later or something like that. And I was just like, okay, okay, all right, that's fine. I'll I'll do that. And and then he he looks at me like, Sir, have you been doing drugs? <laughs> have you been drinking lately? And I'm like, No. <laughs> He's like you just kind of, you kind of seem like you're talking kind of slow. I'm like, what in the world? This guy is a jerk. This is just how I am. This guy is a jerk. And I told him, I go to church, sir. And like, you can't, you can't do this to me. Like, I, I don't do, I've never done anything in my life like that. I've never had a Taste of beer, a taste of drugs, or anything like that. But he was just like, he was fully sold out that I was on drugs because I was speaking slowly. And so I did the whole sobriety test and everything, and I passed it with flying colors. I passed it with flying colors. They actually had me do all this, like, stand on one leg thing or count backwards. I don't know what it was. It was a while ago, but. They had me do all these tests, and I plastered with fine colors, and he's like, okay, you, you check out. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> I could have told you that. I did tell you that. But I, I'm slow speech, so I I thought, there's no way the Lord can use me because I'm slow speech, and I hear all these testimonies all the time from evangelists and stuff that that they were someone that wasn't really good with their speaking in front of people or speaking uh, to people in in general and how they use them. And I'm like, you're joking me. Like, you speak so nicely and so eloquently right now. And and I'm realizing I won't get ahead of myself, but it's because of God. Um, Let's turn over to Exodus 4.10. Exodus 4.10, it's probably a chapter you guys are pretty familiar with. Exodus 4.10, it's Moses at the burning bush. Better hurry up. Get through my message. I need to get to the point. Uh, Exodus 4.10 through 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, Oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither. And this is that one he was telling him that he's going to, he's going to use Moses to to take his children out of Israel and to to deliver them. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's tongue? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or seen, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And I'm just like Moses and I are bros. Like this is, I, I can relate with Moses here. This is this makes sense to me. Uh, I think the Lord put this here plainly because of people like me that doubt themselves because of their slow speech, Moses. Said, I am slow of speech and not eloquent. And God asked, Who made the mouth? Who, who did that? Can't I just give you what you need to say and trust in me and I'll use you in whatever way I need you to? Just trust me. I made your mouth, I'll use it. Moses didn't Moses didn't believe later on in the chapter. Well, then why are you doing this, Breck? Because God told me to. Why why am I? up here today because God told me to and that's the right, next right step for my life that's why I'm up here here am I that's why. That's what the, I told that's what I told the Lord I surrendered my life my life is yours to control I give you my heart and my soul so, as it goes through the song uh, Isaiah 6-8 I'm going to turn there quick if you want to turn there you can, but I'm going to try to get through it pretty quickly. Isaiah six eight. Also, I heard a voice. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Who shall I send? And who will go for us?" Then said I, "Here am I." Said me. That was my graduation verse. Uh, that and it was something that kind of the Lord spoke to me about after I went to my missions trip to the Philippines. And so on. As I graduated, I said, well, I'm going out on my own now. I'm getting married in a couple months. Lord, here am I. Send me. Use me. Uh, Abraham says the same thing in Genesis 22.1. Genesis 22.1. He says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. In 11, it says, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and it said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And then Moses at the burning bush. Moses at the burning bush. Exodus 3, 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him, out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Moses, at the burning bush, most of the time as Christians, we can have this amazing zeal to be on fire for God and be used by Him in whatever way possible. And I will say, here am I, Lord. Here am I. Use me. Take me. Do whatever you want with me. And Christians will say this, and God reveals to us what He wants us to do, and He shows us, and we say, "Are you sure, Lord? <laughs> I'm slow of speech. That's what I said. Not until I fully surrendered to him that i that I actually surrendered to that. Are you sure, Lord, after we have all this deal, are you sure, Lord?" I don't work well with kids. Don't put me in Sunday school um, or the children's ministry. Oh, I have played that in- I haven't played that instrument in-, in years. I can't play in the orchestra. Is the Lord asking you to play in the orchestra? Oh, I get nervous around new people. I don't like meeting new people. It just kind of makes me uh, get clammy hands and all this and that. And, and so I, I get nervous around these people, so I won't witness to the strangers at the store. I can't give towards the building fund because I already give as much as I can. <laughs> well, maybe you should stop eating at McDonald's or Starbucks every other day. Well, Pastor gave, the, when he preached about that a couple weeks ago, about the building fund, um, and I, I pray that we get behind that. He gave a lot of these stats about like Sunday or Starbucks uh, coffee mugs and how many those would take to buy our building and everything. And so I just did a little re- research and I was just like, I, I just want to kind of look at this and do some fun things. So I looked at, at, at Big Macs. How many Big Macs would it take to buy our building? Guess how many? How many Big Macs, Big Macs would it take? To, to buy our building. It would take about, I think it was 666,000 Big Macs. Guess how many Big Macs Americans eat in 12 hours? 6,666. 12 hours of American <laughs> obesity. Um, <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5.15, and, and I'm just saying that we need to be surrendered to those things, and if God calls us to do those things, we ought to do it when God calls us to, when God has us to. He's calling us. We do it in His timing. 2 uh, Corinthians 5.15, and I need to hurry up here, and that He died for all, and that He that they should live not Henceforth, live for themselves, but live unto him which died for them and rose again. That they should live not henceforth for themselves, but for him which died for them and rose again. That we should live for him, not for ourselves. Why aren't you pursuing and using your spiritual gift for God that God has given you? Well, I am. I am. I just, just not in the way that I thought God would use them. (laughs) God's given me gifts, but I didn't think it was going to be used in this way. God has blessed me with some gifts and talents that I try to use best to serve the Lord. But I can't help but think that God will use my gifts and talents I have in a way far beyond I could ever imagine just because I took a step of faith in what I'm not good at. take a step of faith in something that I'm not good at. I think he could use me in a greater way in those talents that he's used me and take a step of faith towards that. Let's look back at our text. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Yet not I. Not I, but Christ. But Christ that lives within me. Do you understand this? Because... I don't. I don't understand this. God has used the simple things of life to confound the the wise. And I'm a simple thing. (laughs) And guess what? If you know and I know that I'm not capable of this and I can't do this and yet I'm still preaching tonight and I'm preaching in Chamberlain, I can't glory in that. That would be basically like saying that in a basketball championship and afterwards they're, they're interviewing people, they interview me and I'm just like, man, I, oh, it was amazing. That, that, last, that last play when I had the essential assist to, to have the buzzer beater three-pointer of the game to win the game, I was there and I, I just made a great play and, and say all those things and yet not and to, to be on the bench the whole time how 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 would i say that if i was on the bench the whole time i can't because it was because of the players that were on the on the court the whole time that were uh that were working that were that were training and doing these things behind behind the scenes they were the ones that that won the game it wasn't me because i was on the i was on the bench i can't glory in something that i didn't do so I can't glory in something that I'm not good at, but the Lord's using me in that. I have to give that glory to the Lord. So if we both know I can't preach and that I am nothing special, then we can both agree that it is all because of Christ. Then God gets all the glory. It's funny how that works, isn't it? God gets all the glory. I can't preach. Obviously, I showed you all the things. I'm realizing that that may be why God's calling me to preach because I can't. I know. I know. It's it's confusing. I don't know how this makes sense, but but it, it it does make sense. Keep with me. Keep with me. I can't preach. I told you, and it, and th- this doesn't make sense. I shouldn't be up here. I shouldn't be the one preaching, right? I'm the, I'm bad at school. I, I threw about threw up when Pastor asked me to do this th- things. I'm slow speech. I I got a zero on a reading test, and all these things. I can't. But God can. Isn't that awesome? God can God isn't God is not kind is not kind to me to be in ministry to teach me to preach because I'm good at it he's not trying to be in he's he's telling me to do these things not because I'm really good at these things not because I'm really good at preaching but people it's it's because God's calling me to do these things because I'm not good at it. I am called to preach. I'm called to into ministry because I can't. Not I, but Christ. Amen. I heard one preacher say, I've always been called to do something that I can't do. That I cannot do. I've always been called to preach. And this is like, I think he's 60 some years old. I've always been called to do something that I can't do. God always called me into something that He could only do through me, not because of me. Not because of me, not not me, but Him. God chooses to use us in spite of us. God doesn't care of our degrees, our talents. He only cares about our love and our willingness and to give Everything to us. Our surrender, our humbleness to Him. That's the only way God can use us is if we are humbled and surrendered to whatever He wants in our life, not because of our talents. I'm nothing special, but God is. And He lives within me. Not Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Isn't that isn't that a, that is quite a statement right there. Amen. So why hide him? Show, why show everybody why you can't do and, and take all the glory for this? What, I'm sorry. Why show everybody what you can do and take all the glory for it? You can't. I was just been, been telling you, I can't, I can't. You can't without Christ. You can't, without Christ, surrender to God and say, "Do with me what you will," and hang on. <laughs> if you're willing, if you want to, if you want to have the joy of the Lord in your life, if you want to, uh, yeah, man, I'm just excited. Like I, uh, I was telling Grant, I'm just excited. While I was at work, I, I am excited to preach tonight. And I was excited to study. Yeah, I've never been really excited to study. That's been my downfall as studying. But um, I've been excited this whole time because God will take you on a ride of your life if you surrender to him. He'll take you on a ride of your life and, you will, and do things with you that you've never imagined that you could do. That you never imagined you could do because you surrendered to your life. I never imagined I would be up here I never imagined I would be going to a church and preaching to a congregation that I don't know of. Now I know them. It's it's great. It's they they like me apparently. Uh, they they called me back. You can you can sit back and say not I, but Christ. And give him all the glory, because that's who deserves it. That's That's who deserves it. And if you will surrender to him and hang on, he'll call you into things that you're not good at, that you're not talented in, and that talent will be be of little use. But he'll use you in greater ways than you thought you could, and you'll have fun doing it. Let's pray tonight.